Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Aaron Hogan, Rod Babers, hook them up. 1019 AM 1260, The Horn. I woke up to the morning sky first. Oh, yes, sir. And yes, ma'am. You had better. Well, let's get them up. Get them going. It's Wednesday on Hook Em Up with Ian Rod B. We're climbing on towards Christmas. Five days now to the big day. And it's a big day for local high school athletes, local um, all over the great state, all over the country. It's National Signing Day. The early window opens for 72 hours today and this morning. And we'll certainly have wall-to-wall coverage this morning here on Hook 'Em Up with Ian Rod B. Five hours and Steve Sarkeesian, a news conference this afternoon. Patrick Davis and the Sports Complex guys will have full coverage of that as well this afternoon. It is National Signing Day. And uh, congratulations to all those young athletes who will fulfill a dream today and sign a national letter of intent. There are signing ceremonies planned around Central Texas at the local high schools. We'll get you a rundown of some of the uh, the big names, who's going where, and certainly the Longhorns as we crank it up on this Wednesday morning, 20 December. And we appreciate you being there. Wherever you find us, Early Bird always gets the worm. Hope you can ride with us all morning long, all day long here on Hook 'Em Up and here on the Horn. Uh, whether you're finding us on 1019 FM, could be AM 1260, and certainly digitally, easiest way to find us these days is on our Horn app. So simple to do. Download it to your smartphone and listen wherever you are with a touch of a button here in the, the uh, 512 all over Texas and all over the world uh, with the touch of a button with that Horn app. Also at hornfm.com. And uh, look who it is. He's made his, uh, his entry, uh, and uh, we'll shut down his side of the show for the next five hours. He is our shutdown corner. Out of the 713 and DB High down there in Houston, Texas. Also uh, the 512, a lifetime Longhorn here in, uh, at uh, UT. Also four years in the NFL, 16 years now doing great radio and media here in uh, Austin and beyond. He is our man, the football theorist, Blackstradamus, the father of uh, proud father and papa of uh, uh, Baby Monroe. He is our man, Rod Babers. What's up, RB? Uh, doing great, brother. Thank you for the intro and the hospitality as always. And, uh, yeah, big day, huge day uh, in college football. So congrats to all the uh, young athletes who will be signing uh, their letters of intent uh, coming up uh, later on today on the National Letters of Intent. Do you remember so, your signing day, Rod, at Houston Lamar High? I do remember it. I uh, actually got a couple of uh, snapshots. Uh, actually, we're watching a uh, shout to my man uh, Dennis De La Pena, I believe it was, who actually had me on a couple of years ago uh, for uh, National Signing Day, and he went and found some old footage uh, of Rod B back in the day nice. from uh, National Signing Day, so I got a chance to get some uh, some pics from that. So it, it was pretty cool, and it was a great I – mean, I can give some details about that later on, obviously, but uh, a lot of Longhorn fans excited about what's to come uh, for Texas football today. So, of course, we will uh, dig deep. That's what most of the show will be devoted to, but, uh, of course, we got a lot of bases to cover. Before we do that, uh, I gotta, uh, we have to give our love to those who serve each and every morning. They're up early with us. We know it's an honor but also a burden, so we appreciate all those folks who are doing God's work whether it be God, country, or community, well, you decide to serve. We know our society is built on the selflessness of service. So uh, everybody out there who is up early doing it, we appreciate it. Uh, the soldiers, first responders, the teachers and nurses, uh, waste management, anybody who's out there uh, serving our community uh, and serving our country, uh, we are forever in your debt. Thank you. No question about that. And uh, it's great to, to offer that shout-out. You can shout-out if you fire it up and uh, lock it in on – uh, on our text line, you can hit us there at 512-447-3776. I uh, already got a text in saying, listen on the Horn app up in Big D, Dallas. Hey, there you go, Dallas, Texas. Appreciate you being there. EFW, and baby. that's uh, going to be the case. Of course, all over Central Texas with uh, people trying to lock in on the Longhorns, but across the country. Speaking to across the country, our buddy Bobby Burton is going to jump on with his bottom of the hour. Um, yeah. Our man from On3 Sports. Not sure about slept last night. Uh, I, don't probably know, not. I don't know if he slept. Maybe a couple hours. Maybe well, couple you know, I've got the Christmas tree set up here, Rod. It's, uh, we'll have Christmas Eve coming up on Sunday. <laughs> this is uh, the day, right? This is this Christmas, is Christmas day, day yeah, signing day man. across college football, and it certainly has grown. 
know, this is one of those, what do you call them, what Viagra was, ha- was a happy accident. The early signing window was kind of a happy accident. Mm-hmm. Remember, we used to, just, yeah, right. used to have the first Wednesday of February it was, yeah. be the, the only day. And then there were, you know, people advocating, including Mac Brown was a big advocate for mm-hmm. an early signing window before Christmas. And it was really intended, in their minds, for – Just to give people options, to yeah, give the yeah, young options. Guys you know? who wanted to shut it down, yeah, knew where they were going. Yeah. Uh, junior college players at the time who wanted to, you know, enroll in in their school of choice in the in January could make their declaration, have their signing day. Yeah. The intention was it would be a small amount of players, and then the full bore would come in February. But obviously, the opposite has happened. Now, eighty five, ninety percent of prospects will commit today. Yeah, that uh, that other that that other signing day, it's barely a whisper. I mean, <laughs> yeah. is it right? It's uh, there's no drama surrounding it. There's no real headlines. Some every now and then you get a guy that a big time national player that decides, "Hey, they're waiting." But for the most part, it's all in the back. Uh, on the early signing well, period. We'll talk to Bobby about that at the bottom of the hour, and we can talk about it there. There may be a couple of, of Texas A&M commitments who won't sign in this window. Well, yeah. Uh, so we'll see where that goes. A lot of uncertainty over there at A&M. The hard times. Hey, Aggies, we've been through it too, so it's okay. Yeah. We've been Longhorn fans, been there last 15 well, years, been there uh, more times than not. But uh, if you get the right guy, if you hide the right guy, I'll just say if you hide the right guy, you see it all over the country. Ask, look at Washington. Right, Texas going to face Washington. Washington was a four-win team a couple of years ago. Hired the right guy. They they got no five stars on their team. They got the fewest amount of blue chips out of any of these Final Four teams. They're here. Yeah. They hired the right guy. They got right? the right guy. That's that that's if half the get, battle. Yeah. Hire, hire the right guy. So yeah. maybe if Elko's the right guy, you'll be okay. Yeah, Kalen DeBoer named the uh, National Coach of the Year yeah. yesterday by the Associated Sark, Press. Sark, Sark looks like the right guy. Yeah, he right? does. Sark, Sark's building it the right way. So it's all about hiring the right guy. Even if at the time, by the way, and at the time, you know, Sark was barely above 500 as a coach. Yeah. Right? Uh, yeah, but look what he turned into. And that you're looking at, Aggies, I'm giving you a little bit of hope here. If you're looking at what happened to the Longhorns, it can, it can just as easily turn around for you, Washington. You see these stories all the time in college football. No question. All the time. Well, and <laughs> you mentioned with the Longhorns, and it really starts with days like today, talent acquisition, right? Yeah, really, yeah. Flipping your roster, keeping your own guys in place. Mm-hmm. And uh, they got portal issues at A&M, obviously. Yep. Culture issues that they're trying to address. But as you said, Steve Sarkeesian had the same thing when he got here. No question. Taking over for Tom Herman. <laughs> and, uh, you know, Sark didn't get here until in January. He had to coach in a yeah. national championship game. Uh, so it wasn't even the Texas coach on December the 20th or whatever the early signing window date was of that year. It can flip quick. Uh, it can flip quick. Especially with the transfer portal now. Oh, yeah. NIL. It can flip very oh. – look at Dion. Look at, look at, <laughs> well, you mentioned you Kalen DeBoard. I mean, he brought Michael Penix with him. Uh, he, you know, Kalen DeBoard had been the offensive coordinator mm-hmm. to Indiana mm-hmm. where that team achieved higher than they had been in a long time in the Big Ten. Yep. Uh, that landed him the job at, at Washington. Kalen DeBoard bring, brings Michael Penix, who had been the starting quarterback at Washington, with him. Uh, recruit some really good receivers, develop players, and uh, what do you know? They're playing for a national championship. He's the national coach of the year a couple years later. Yep. Uh, that's the hope at Aggieland. Longhorns are pretty happy where they are right now oh, no with doubt. Steve Sarkeesian <laughs> and the Longhorns. And uh, let's start with the headlines, though, trending topics, and we'll talk all things signing day throughout the morning. Rod will take us behind the BOC. Actually, the BOC this morning will be Bobby Burton yeah. uh, talking about uh, you know what it is. You know what it is today. You it's know Bobby. <laughs> also, uh, some what the facts this hour, but let's get to the news. Yeah, top stories brought to you by Top Gun Rentals and Lawn Equipment. It is a huge day. The opening of the 72-hour early signing window. Division I football programs officially signed high school prospects who are verbal commitments make them binding commitments today. There are signing ceremonies planned around high schools throughout Central Texas. As for the Longhorns, Steve Sarkeesian and the Horns expected to sign a 22-player class, ranked fifth currently in the national composite, includes five, uh, four five-star players, 14 four-star prospects. Always a chance that number could grow or shrink with possible signing day flips. That's always fun. We'll, of course, have you covered all day long here on Hook'em Up on the Horn. Uh, as we said, Coach Sark has a signing day news conference at 3.30 this afternoon. Patrick and the crew on the Sports Complex will have full coverage of that starting at 4 today. Ahead of the early signing window open, there is news. Eighth, an eighth player for the Longhorns into the transfer portal, uh, according to Mal- Multiple reports, the former defensive lineman Christopher Ross has entered his name. Not a big surprise there. Ross left the program in October after playing just three games. Uh, Longwoods also added a third member to their 2025 recruiting class yesterday. Melbourne, Florida, four-star defensive lineman Brandon Brown committed to Texas. Bo Davis getting in uh, what a lot of people think is one of the rising prospects out of the state of Florida yesterday. Big portal development from Aggieland comes down yesterday. Official word now that A&M sophomore wide receiver Evan Stewart 
has entered the transfer portal following weeks of speculation. That news, of course, led to immediate buzz among Longhorn fans, considering the former five-star wideout from Frisco originally committed to Steve Sarkeesian in Texas back in February of 2021, but flipped that decision a month later, signed with A&M. He still has a lot of close relationships with the with players in the Texas locker room. We'll keep an eye on that conversation moving forward. College Bowl season in full swing now. Up in the Metroplex last night, UT San Antonio rallied from an early 14-0 deficit and thumped Marshall 35-17 in the Frisco Bowl. Their veteran quarterback Frank Harris ruled out of the game with a shoulder injury there. Uh, redshirt freshman Owen McCown stepped in, threw for 251 yards, two touchdowns, uh, led the Roadrunners who finished the year at 9-4 for Jeff Trailer. NBA, Spurs got rolled in Milwaukee, 132-119. Dame Lillard had 40 for the Bucks, and he went over 20,000 points for his career. Great finish in New Orleans last night. How about John Morant? Made his season debut following his 25-game suspension to start the year. Uh, returned in style, scored 34 and nailed a spinning floater in the lane. His time expired. Give Memphis a 115-113 win. Dramatics out west, too, with Steph Curry. Drained a clutch three as time wound down in overtime. The Golden State passed Boston in a big one, 133-130. Horn Headlines brought to you by Top Gun Rentals and Lawn Equipment. Don't be a ho-ho-ho. Bring anything on Foster Village's Amazon wish list on our Facebook page and get up to 20% off your rental or purchase. Topgun.net, we'll shoot you straight. Yeah, the Evan Stewart news got Longhorn fans buzzing. Uh, a lot of the insiders uh, believe that Texas will, of course, you know, they'll do their due diligence. Um, they will, uh, there will be contact with Evan Stewart of some kind. Um, you know, but they don't seem like they are all confident that it'll end up working out. Yeah, it's it, one of those. It, like you would think that the fans are confident. The fans well, are well, like immediately the, the message boards light up, and yeah, the fans are really hyped. But I'm telling you, the insiders are like, uh, it could, and it, it may not work out. They're probably pretty much fifty fifty on. Well, look, he's very talented, and yeah. um, you know, he's battled some injuries at A and M, but he's produced. I mean, he's a good player. Uh, production is there. He's also had issues. He's a freshman with, American. Yeah, there's also had issues keeping a quarterback healthy at A&M, which doesn't help. The well, offensive line play has been rough at A&M. And the offense And the offense has been bad. So <laughs> uh, the, the talent is there. Uh, we know he's close friends with Jonte Cook, the Longhorn wide receiver. You know, he and Quinn Ewers, you know, work out together sometimes or have in the past. And, yes, I mean, Steve Sarkeesian had got a commitment from Evan Stewart back mm-hmm. in the day, and then he flipped it. And so there's obviously a, a, a relationship there. Uh, but, you know, fans want it to happen immediately, right? The, he just put his name in the portal yesterday. Uh, you're, not, you're not allowed to contact players legally or within the rules until the name is in the portal. That just happened yesterday. So, and say there's a lot going on for Steve Sarkeesian and the coaching staff right now. Uh, so, yes, as you said, the due diligence will be held and had. Um, you know, there's a lot of you know, buzz that, well, this should just happen. It's going to happen. Well, maybe. But Sark is going to – Sark's been clear. And we'll hear from Coach Sark today at 3.30 – He's going to protect that culture, Rod. I mean, not that Evan culture, Evan Sewer wouldn't be a culture fit, but that's you know we've heard Sark say that over and over. The you know the the elite team is bigger than the elite player. Uh, we're we're going to protect that that culture that we've worked hard and been very uh, diligent in building. Yeah, for uh, the fans though, you know they've been almost predicting this for a long time. I mean, there's a video we'll play it. I sent it to Ty of uh, Jonte Cook and uh, you know Evan Stewart. They're at a workout, and Jonte Cook's teasing them that man, you know you're gonna end up in the portal. Just do it now. Why yeah. aren't you waiting on? Do it now, and then come on to the Longhorns. You know you you don't like that offense. And he's actually teasing them. And so Longhorn fans, and there I, I know some on the message boards too, and we do on Texas football. Um, and I see it in the chats. They've been talking about this. For last year. Longhorn fans have been talking about this for the last year, so I don't know if they just were a predicting the demise of the Aggies or if they were just typical Longhorn fans and they were looking at everything through burnt orange glasses, but that's why the fans are so hype on it. That's why the fans want it to happen right away because they've been talking about it for like a year. A lot of the message board fans have been talking about it. It's been the buzz that he's going to hit the portal. Now whether he's going to hit the portal and come to Texas, that's a different discussion altogether. But Longhorn fans have been thinking, oh, no, this is going to happen because all the connections that, as you pointed out, he, he did commit at one time to Sark. Him and Jonte Cook are really good friends. Uh, Quinn Ewers used to throw to him, uh, you know, in, in, uh, in workouts and stuff there in, in DFW. So it, it makes a lot of sense. You just don't know if it's going to end up happening. Sure. And it's a neat position, as you say. And protection. it's a neat position. <laughs> I mean, like, it checks a lot of boxes. You're like, how can this not happen? He's – 
What? And then, you know, they, but like I said, insiders, they're pretty much 50-50. They're, they're coin toss on it. Well, and yes. and But they want the immediate the answer yesterday. The, the, the player just entered the portal. So it's like, okay, well, let, let, let it play out. You know, Matthew Golden entered the portal on a Wednesday, and by Sunday he was committed. So, you know, this, um, is, this was on a Tuesday. I don't know if that will happen because he's got other school. That will be every That's other right. big-time I mean, school in the country. Will sure, be, uh, know, without a doubt. Without a doubt. Yeah. Uh, a little different. There, there certainly is. And look, I mean, if we consider the portal, look here, where we are in college football right now, the good teams and the good programs like Texas are, are still going to build the foundation of their team through today, right? Recruiting. Early signing window, yep. recruiting high school players. It's like the NFL, Rod. Good organizations are still going to build their team through the draft. Mm-hmm. Uh, and draft picks are going to be the core of their team, uh, the foundation of the team. And then you're going to use the portal – uh, as kind of like free agency in the NFL. You're going to fill some holes. And if a player comes on and uh, hits the free agent market that you think could really help your team and uh, can fit your salary cap at the time, you go after him, right? And you that's, fill your, holes. that's your NIL resources. Right, that's the NIL. Yeah. Uh, you know, I do think if you follow the NFL closely that uh, you know, teams who kind of live in free agency typically have not drafted well. So they're not drafting well, so then they're – because you, you tend to overpay players when you get into the – free agent period of the NFL mm-hmm. because guys are looking for a payday. Uh, the cheap labor comes in the draft and, uh, in the NFL. Uh, and so good organizations that are built solidly draft really well and then use free agency to, to, to add pieces to what they need. I think that's what Sark would like to be, and I think that's what he's shown to be, right? They'll, they'll, this will be another top five recruiting class when it comes in. They're building that foundation uh, with high school prospects and then hit the portal to fill needs. And where there's a fit, there's a fit. But I think you can get yourself kind of like in the NFL rod in trouble if you're kind of living in the portal. Uh, you can do that for the short term, but I do think for the long term, the way Sark's doing it, we see it at Alabama, that's kind of the right way to go using the portal as, uh, as, as you know, filling some holes, not living in the portal. Yeah, you so, want to supplement with yeah, the Yeah, supplement. If you're in Texas, you don't want to have to, you know, uh, hold, be basically building your roster, roster construction through the portal. Now, some, like you said, it temporarily it can help teams. We've seen – Oklahoma do it. We've seen we've seen Colorado do it. Texas State's doing it. Um, I think at one point, as you pointed out, you got to get back to more homegrown, yep. organic uh, roster construction, and that's going to be recruiting for you. Uh, but I, I no, I totally agree with you. I think that's what Sark's doing really well, cause, and he can afford to do that. You can only afford you can only do that if you're developing really well. That's right. And that also helps them in recruiting. The fact that now they are developing the talent on the forty acres. You're seeing these guys. You go through the kind of the pipeline now, as I call it, from college to the NFL, and you start seeing certain positions where Texas can develop that pipeline. And they want to develop it at all the premium NFL positions, like wide receiver, which you're going to have coming up, like, uh, you know, hopefully one day at edge rusher, that will be your Colin Simmons. They're doing it right now at linebacker, which is pretty good, because Jalen Ford will be the next, and they had DeMarvion Overshone. Interior defensive line has become one of those positions. So I think for, for Sark, he can afford the luxury of just to say, you know what, let's be selective and supplement. What do I need? You need a wide, you need wide receivers because you're losing targets. So go to the trans- – all your urgent, immediate needs, you can go portal. You know what I mean? You're a free agency person. That's where you can go. And you won't overspend your NIO resources um, because those will be positions of need. So in terms of roster construction, you can justify it. No, 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 we gotta, we got to spend on this position well, because I mean, we need it. it, it so and I think it, that's why your the NFL comparison makes a lot of sense um, with Texas and how they can approach it. Other schools have to, you know, obviously do it their own way. Well, and then you could be USC, who has currently – Lincoln Riley has three five-stars in the portal. Yeah. Who are leaving. He's losing five-star quarterbacks two, three, in the portal. One, two, three, four, five, four-star – six four-stars in the portal. Yeah. USC is a, is a mess right the, now. The for portal give it and it take it, it away. It does. If you don't have good culture and you don't have a program that's thriving, you, those, the, you know, you, you'll see things like that, and that's what A&M's dealing with right now. But yeah. That's why it's different in the NFL. You sign contracts, guys got to stay. In yeah, college, you got to try to make it hospitable. You got to try to be yeah. a good host and a good coach. You got to make it fun for the kids because well, if you don't make it fun for them, they're all going to want to leave, and that's what happened with Tom Herman toward the end of his tenure. That's right. fun. Guys want to leave. And, and, and the same thing with Sark. Sark's doing a really good job. Guys want to stay. We're seeing those stories to Jonathan Brooks, the Rojos, the Malik Murphys. They want to stay. And Malik Murphy was upset about leaving. I, mean, I don't want to do this, man. I got to leave. It's <laughs> so much fun here. Yeah, right? So I think that's that's part of the – that's why I'd, I'd rather be an NFL coach. That's part of the challenge for a college coach, too. You got to make it fun. Yeah. And, man, you can bring in these guys. It's like, all right, now I got to make it fun for these guys. Make practice fun. Make uh, the meetings fun. It's like, no, the NFL, they ain't worried about making it fun for you. 
you don't give a damn about making it fun. Now, some coaches, the younger ones, like Shano and like Sean McVay, I think they understand, well, I don't want it to be, you know, a drag. I don't want it to seem like a burden for these guys. So I want them to come to work every day. So we want to make it fun in the culture. But the NFL, hey, that's a, prof- that's a profession. They, they got contracts. Yeah. You come into work. That's your job. Um, the college is a little bit different, but it's still kind of the similar mindset. That's why it's such a struggle right now. Well, and that's where, <laughs> I mean, we, we're, we're watching. I mean, look, at, at A&M, it's kind of a natural coaching change. Yeah, yeah, turnover. Yeah. But to have a coach like Lincoln Riley, who was riding high still not long there. ago, have all this issue and turnover, it tells you something's going on out in Southern California. Uh, and, you know, we, who knows? You know, we're not close enough to it to know. But, you know, three five stars, six four stars in the portal that are leaving uh, a program with the same coach that really hasn't made much change. That uh, that's concerning. Longhorn's not dealing with that right now. They're dealing with uh, can they add to their twenty two verbal commitments and hold on to them? There is some uh, some thought that uh, one of the Longhorn signees today, Aaron Hampton, who's an athlete out of uh, Dangerfield, uh, Alabama's coming strong. Mm. So we'll see if that Longhorns can hold on to him could and flip, he'll huh? sign today. There's at least some thought, but there's also the thought Texas could you know flip a guy like Ty Anthony Smith, the linebacker from Jasper. Uh, he is the Texas A and M commitment. His uh, signing ceremony is not till six thirty tonight, Rod. So, you know, Sark will have a news conference. We won't know much about Tyler Smith until well, that'll this be, evening. Well, so, yeah, I guess if you're – why wait that late unless there's some drama surrounding it? Yeah. Uh, there's also All the right. kid Dominic McKinley, the defensive lineman. Five-star Longhorns have four five-stars secured right now as far as verbals. Hope to get those official today. But uh, Dominic McKinley is a defensive lineman from Acadiana High School over there in Louisiana. Uh, our friend Jerry Hamilton was with us yesterday from On3 Sports, and he said he doesn't expect him to sign at all over this 72-hour oh, He's going to be one of those guys that waits yeah, to the second uh, window. To, to, to let things, he hasn't made up his mind yet, which is, which is fine for a 17-, 18-year-old young guy. Um, you Take know, your time. So, so we'll keep an eye on those Longhorns with four. And to your point of we're comparing parallels to the NFL, if you're building an NFL roster and you're coming in, um, you, know, you want to build your foundational positions, right, the real important positions in your, in your, in your team, Longhorns have seemingly done that, and this class continues to, to take that track, right? Three years ago, it was the line of, of the offensive line, right, the big humans. Mm-hmm. That featured Kelvin Banks and, um, you know, DJ Campbell and all the offensive linemen. Uh, you want to build your left tackle. You want to get your quarterback room in order immediately. And, of course, with Quinn Ewers and um, Arch Manning over the last two cycles and, and transferring in and then through, through the high school ranks. And then Malik Murphy, you mentioned, you've secured your quarterback position, your left tackle position. This is a class, Rod, that feels like you're you, you, the key position, you're pass rusher with Colin Simmons, the number one pass rusher in the country, yep. uh, certainly the top defensive player in the state for the second consecutive year will sign with Texas. Last year was Anthony Hill Jr., saw the impact he can have, and now Colin Simmons. Also, you want to be good at corner, Rod. You want to be really good on the outside. Last year, Manny Muhammad was the big guy from uh, South Oak Cliff. Mm-hmm. This year, it's Kobe Black out of Waco, a five-star player yep. with some other guys. Uh, they're also trying to rebuild that secondary in kind of a new way, as you've documented and talked about, with a lot more speed and athleticism, coverage, safeties. Uh, that's a big part of this class. And then, um, you know, playmakers, Trey Wing- uh, Ryan Wingo uh, yep. on the outside. You want those type of guys that can change games. Longhorns have, uh, you know, that type of player. And a kid named Christian Clark coming in from Arizona, a running back mm-hmm. that can change the game. Uh, so you feel like the Longhorns, if you're a general manager in the NFL, you're giving high marks for, for not just getting good players, but getting good players at – important team positions, right, program positions. Yeah. No, I think Texas is doing a good job with roster, overall roster construction. You can, um, you know, you can tell what they prioritized early and then now what they – I'm not going to say what they de-emphasized, but what they felt like they could wait. They felt like they could wait on defense and construct it later because I believe – they were confident in what they inherited on the defensive side of the ball. Plus, I think Sark's an offensive offensive guy. He's a play caller. He's like, man, we doing my side of the ball first. So <laughs> he's the head coach. He calls the shots. But you can tell defensively now defense has a lot of the focus because they believe they have built the offense up to a certain point where – uh, just like we thought there would be regression in the running back room when you lost Bijan and Rojo, there was not. <laughs> uh, Jay Brooks, Jaden Blue, C.J. Baxter, guys ready to step into those roles, and the running and the running game was just fine. Um, offensive line, you're going to lose Christian Jones, um, but I think they're confident. Guys like Cam Williams, uh, you know, D.J. Campbell, they're they're confident in the, that the O line, no matter what they lose right now, they're they're going to be okay. They're gonna, now the wide receiving core, that's going to be the next test. Yeah. Right? The wide receiving core is going through what the running back room went through last season. That's right. Right, they're going to lose all their high end talent, all their all their productivity and all their target share. They're going to lose that. Now this is a test for roster construction. This is roster construction test. Did you? This is and you know what? Getting back to the NFL comparison, Kansas City failed. 
Right, they failed that part of the test when the the, the wide receivers left and they had wide receiver turnover. Uh, turnover, and they thought, okay, you know what, we're going to be okay here. We're developing Eric, the loss of Eric B. Enemy. We'll be okay there. Miscalculation. All right, you weren't okay. Now they'll regroup in the offseason because they got really good leadership. Same thing for Texas. They bring in Matthew Golden. That's why this Evan Stewart conversation is really, really interesting because Texas need they need a wide receiver, and he's the best one out there. Well, <laughs> and he has all those sides to Texas. So that's why I think the right now the defense you can you can tell the Ross construction with Anthony Hill. You already got him. He's your and this is this is modern football, right? You're trying to build it. I'm a football theorist. You got to look at where modern football is going. It's going to uh, put more positionless football, right? You want you want versatility. You want flexibility, multiplicity in skill sets. You got your guy like Anthony Hill that you can move around the chess board now you want coverage safeties so that when teams try to manipulate matchups and get those safeties isolated three by one sets formation and boundary oh man you know what this has to shift from safety to nickel no big deal all right you because teams are hunting matchups guys like sark sark's hunting matchups out there all the time you need as few matchup disadvantages on the field as possible and you get that by having players with versatility who can move around that also makes it tough on the the quarterback to figure out what roles and responsibilities these guys are playing on the defense side of the ball also helps you. So you can see where they're going. Coverage, co- recruit coverage, be coverage specialists, recruit pass rushers, pass rush specialists, and they want to recruit speed in the back end. They didn't have enough of it. Yeah, I love that. That's Anthony Smith. He's fast too. Yeah, another linebacker. We'll watch they today. Will speed. Uh, we'll check in with Bobby Burton coming up. Get a, a 6 a.m. hour preview of what's to come, uh, the calm before the storm kind of thing with Bobby, uh, one of the legends in the uh, recruiting realm. Uh, we'll also continue to have our talks and keep you posted as things happen. Could be flying fast today with uh, faxes and or signs, however it works these days. We'll ask Bobby that question coming up. Uh, but I love your parallel of this year. You know, we talked about it last night on the, uh, the On Texas Football live stream. Last year was running back. Were you losing Bijan and Rojo to – and how are you going to – Longhorn fans in a bit of a panic. How are we going to replace that? Well, mm-hmm. C.J. Baxter, then all of a sudden Jonathan Brooks emerges as a star running back and – uh, you know, would have been a Doak Walker winner potentially if he hadn't get hurt against TCU. Oh. Um, Jaden Blue emerged at the end of the year, so the running back room looks really full. Uh, you're hoping for the same receiver where yep. you know you're losing X-Man and A.D. Mitchell, likely Jatavion Sanders and Jordan Whittington. Who steps in? Uh, is it, uh, you know, is there an Evan Stewart in the portal? Is it Jontae Cook? Is it DeAndre Moore? Who, you know, Ryan Wingo is coming in as a five-star player. And the Longhorns have 15 or 16 early enrollees, Rod. So they're going to have 16 new players that are in this class starting practice in January after the national championship round here. So uh, the immediate impact can be had. That'll be something to follow. The receiver room gets the uh, running back treatment this offseason without a doubt. But you do like the quarterback room moving forward, and the offensive line should continue to improve and be a strength of yours up front with the, uh, the big humans there. We'll come back when we do Bobby Burton. Also some what the facts for the end of the hour. It's our first of five hours of uh, recruiting day coverage and signing day coverage here on Hook em Up with Ian Rodby. Aaron Hogan, Rod Babers, Hook Em Up, 1019, AM 1260, The Horn. Yeah, sign seal delivered. Uh, it will happen today. And uh, big developments around the area, of course. Early signing window opening with uh, uh, Westlake High School will have a, a signing ceremony at 8 a.m. Longhorns, of course, with, what, three or four current players who were Westlake Chaparral's and had a signing ceremony in recent years. Uh, Pflugerville Weiss has a big one today at 830. Our friends out at Vandergriff High School, 1125. They've got a couple players, including their quarterback, Deuce Adams, signing with Louisville today, Rod. Uh, so, yeah, congratulations. Crockett has a scheduled 2 o'clock uh, news con- or, or signing ceremony today. And you were part of that back in uh, your days coming out of DB High, Rod. DB Old High. school, baby. Long time ago now. Long time ago. Long time. But you know what? <laughs> you never forget it. I mean, I'm sure your your mama and dad were pretty proud of you at that day. You know uh, what I mean? It That's was a good. Yeah, you know, I, I had. I mean, it was. I made. A, I made a good choice. I'll say that. I'm proud of a 17 year old Rod B. I could have made. And I think it's the Aggies, but I could have been an Aggie. And I don't know if I'd have been as happy with my decision today. <laughs> today. <laughs> today I'm happy and with my decision. you've told that story that it was Bobby Bowden, because you were a big Deion Sanders guy. Love me some Deion. I wanted to be the next Deion. And you wore 21 at Texas because of Deion Sanders. And he well, – Bobby, and, and, but Bobby Bowden kind of convinced you to stay in the state. Like, say, hey, you know. No, no, no. Actually, it was R.C. Slocum. Oh, R.C. did. Yeah, R.C. R.C. was, you know, he was an Aggie coach at the time. And R.C. was like, man, you got to, you know, you want to make sure you stay in the state so your parents can go to all the games. And I had never thought about that. And he, and I mean, he, he wasn't even advocating for me to go to A&M. He just said, you got to stay in the state, man. Well, that was back when there was a lot of state pride overall. That was back when I believe 
RSC and Mac had an unofficial gentleman's agreement that, hey, man, we'll keep it. We'll, let, let's just keep all the other blue bloods out of our state. And then, man, you can battle it out. How about that? And I think that was kind of a, I do believe that was kind of at the at the beginning of that. I think that was kind of the unspoken agreement. Like, no, let's keep because it's good for both of us to keep all these blue bloods out of our state. Because let's try to lock down the state. And then me and you, we'll, we'll, we'll battle it out. You know, kind of an honorable thing. Um, and th- that didn't happen after RC left because the floodgates opened, especially when the Yanks went to SEC and now it doesn't matter. But now everybody recruits Texas. They tried for a while, I do, do believe, to put a wall around it. And I don't know if they ever really succeeded. Well, Mac did a great job. Mac was the last one to rule the Iron Throne. And I don't know if and Sark may be trying to do it again. But Mac basically got all the best players in Texas, and everybody got his leftovers. Sark's trying to do that. I don't know if it's happening right now, but it could be something well, we and see. It feels again. like Sark's, you know, fighting on two fronts because it, it's not a lost on a lot of folks that his first three verbal commitments for the next year's class, 2025, are from Alabama, Georgia, and Florida. Yeah, I don't think anybody will ever rule the Iron Throne no. again because I don't think anybody wants to. I think now you recruiting too nationalized. We can ask Bobby Bird. Well, let's go right <laughs> now to the Vaqueros hotline. Uh, he is uh, one of the best in the industry from On Texas Football, that great YouTube channel. Rod and I will be a part of that today for sure on National Signing Day. He's our great friend, Bobby Burton. Bobby, how are you? Happy Signing Day, my friend. Uh, happy Signing Day, uh, Aaron and Rod. How are you guys doing today? Doing great, great brother. Appreciate you joining us. And you got a busy day. We'll talk about that coming up. We have a busy day. But uh, uh, what, uh, what are you most watching today? What, what are the stories that are you – know, we kind of know that there's a lot of hate already in the barn here. It's just going to be the, uh, the official sign. But what stories do you think are still un, uh, unresolved at this point? When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Well, I think there's two actually right now. One is uh, Ty Anthony Smith, the linebacker from Jasper. Uh, he is still committed to A&M, but is thought to be considering Texas heavily right now. Uh, he may make a decision today sooner than the 6.15 p.m. press conference he has tonight. Oh, wow. So we're waiting to see if he does that sooner or if he waits until his press conference. That's number one. Number two is there's late talk uh, out of Dangerfield, Texas, that Aaron Hampton, a uh, young man uh, that has been committed to Texas, has committed to Baylor, has committed to a couple of different places. He's been committed to Texas for about three or four months. Alabama has made a late push. And uh, right as of right now, I think it's 50-50 whether or not he ends up at Bama or Texas. Uh, I think that uh, if I had – if I actually, if I had to guess right now, it would be 51-49 Bama over Texas. So I'm waiting okay. to see if that uh, comes through here in the next hour or so. Uh, as the uh, not the fax machine anymore, but the emails start coming in with the official documents. All right. Well, so Aaron Hampton uh, from Dangerfield is one to watch. Now, if that happened, that would drop the class to 21. But obviously, uh, um, you know, the, the linebacker from Jaster, Anthony Smith. How would the Longhorns react if uh, if Aaron Hampton indeed chooses Alabama today? Well, I mean, it's 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 always been a possibility. I mean, I don't think the issue with Aaron Hampton is he was recruited as an athlete at Texas, so. He's not considered a safety in the class. He's not considered a wide receiver, but he could play either. Um, and I think Texas likes him at both. I mean, they just want to see, hey, let's get him on campus and see what he can do. Not unlike how they recruited uh, uh, Savion Red in some respects, right? Because he came in as a high school quarterback that they knew they were going to move to either running back, receiver, or wherever. He ended up being a receiver at first and, and is now a running back. Hampton is kind of that dual threat kind of guy. I, it, he is not one of the higher-ranked guys in the class, though. Um, and so I don't think from a national ranking perspective it'll have much impact. But I do know that the Longhorn coaches uh, would love to have him in this class. It's just, you know, when you start talking about 22 commitments right now, uh, you're going to get a guy or two that peels off uh, later. And that's just, that's just normal. Uh, but uh, Texas is still trying to add as well today. I mentioned Ty Anthony Smith. We also got to talk about Trey Moore. Uh, the uh, UTSA edge prospect uh, that is uh, considering both Texas and Alabama. Uh, He is down to hit the final moments of his decision, I think. It'll either come today or later this week. Uh, That's a big one for Texas as well. So 
Uh, all in all, this has just been a tremendous recruiting class for Texas. It's going to be what looks like the third straight top five class for the Horns, uh, Aaron and Rod. And, uh, you know, I think I think C. Sarkeesian has this program on rails right now. Hey, uh, Bobby, about uh, Ty Anthony Smith, uh, the linebacker there that Texas recruiting in this class, is he the only linebacker they're going after in this class? Yes, and that's one of the sell- their selling points. Even though Jeff Choate has left to take the Nevada job, he's still with Texas, yeah. obviously. Uh, helping uh, get ready for the the, the uh, Sugar Bowl, but he's he's the new head coach at Nevada. Uh, they have communicated to Ty Anthony Smith that he will be the only linebacker recruit in this class if he were to choose Texas. Uh, in fact, Texas uh, ended up not really pushing for an official visit from a linebacker out of Magnolia, Texas, that's committed to Utah right now, named Hunter Andrews because of that fact. And so we'll see if it if it uh, ends up being exactly what we think it will uh, this this week or later today. But uh, he is the only one, and, uh, you know, we'll see. I, I feel good about Texas's chances there. I really do, Rod. The issue is whether or not he's going to go public with it or how this this haul is going to come out today. Yeah, he was on campus this weekend, and uh, Longhorns did have an official visit with him. But as uh, our friend Jerry told us yesterday, he is he – is, uh, um, he's from Jasper, and that's a big, heavy Texas A&M community, and so there's a lot of go. pressure yeah. uh, to go play for the Aggies. But uh, so we'll hear from, from Ty Anthony Smith today. Uh, you mentioned Trade Moore, Bobby, uh, the former Smithson Valley Ranger, but also uh, high-end pr- uh, production prospect, a guy who's been a, been a sack artist for UTSA. He's in the portal. Uh, give us latest on that, and then the portal pursuit potentially of Evan, Evan uh, Stewart, obviously. That's the buzz among Longhorn fans. You know that. He's in the portal officially now from Texas A&M, one time a Texas commander. Commitment. Uh, what are your what are your latest intel on both of those players? Yeah, my my thought process right now is is basically a more. We're waiting to see what he decides. He could decide as soon as he could wake up this morning and make a decision. He's been to the two places he wants to look at: Texas and Alabama. He thought he might look at Ole Miss at a time. He thought he might look uh, at uh, at uh, uh, Ohio State, but really, it's coming down to Texas and Bama. I spoke with his person yesterday, close to him, and that is it. I mean, it's really Texas and Bama, and it's the waning moments. And we'll find out which way he goes. Uh, he had 14 and a half sacks, 17 tackles for loss last year, guys. Uh, he is a disruptor on the edge and somebody that can make some plays. Also had an interception, uh, forced fumble as well. But I, I look at that, and, and it's it's just the waiting game right now. I think Texas has done just about all they can do. I think Alabama's done just about all they can do. Now the, the young man has to decide. As it relates to Evan Stewart, uh, he's an interesting situation because, you know, he was re- he was committed to Texas at one point in time in his recruitment and ultimately chose Texas A&M in what was heralded as the greatest recruiting class of all time. That has already seen, I think, 13 players leave uh, that, uh, that school. As it relates to uh, Texas uh, A&M right now and, and everything that's going on over there, it's a lot of crazy. But if you'll remember correctly, Walter Nolan uh, is probably the number one player considered in the portal right now. He's the defensive tackle from A&M. Texas called him but didn't recruit him. And I kind of think that that's if Texas is going to get involved in, with Evan Stewart, it's going to have to be more on Evan Stewart. It's not going to be Texas chasing him at this point, in my opinion. So Texas basically wants wants him to prove potentially that he really wants to be there. Was like that would they be that playing hard to get? It. I think part of it. I think that's part of it, Rod. I think part of it is do do they is he worth the culture risk? Is he, you know, because he he sat out some games this year at A and M that he didn't have to. He just decided to sit out, and so I, I look at it, and I'm I'm just um, I'm a little I'm I'm a little perplexed by what's going on at A&M, but also with what's going on with both Walter Nolan and Evan Stewart, right? And so how much of it was the culture there at A&M? How much of it was those guys in particular? I, I think the Texas coaches would want to be very clear about, you know, what their expectations are. And I don't know if that's even a discussion that those guys want to get into. You know what I mean? And I'm talking about Nolan and Stewart and guys like them. So that Steve Sarkeesian has been very clear. He's not looking just for any any guy right now in the portal. He's looking for specific fits, guys that he thinks can be additive and accretive to the team. And frankly, that is they don't know that. And so you see a Matthew Golden go in the portal, 
Texas was all over him from the get-go. You see uh, Trey Moore going to the portal. Texas was all over him from the get-go. You see uh, Andrew McCuba going to the portal. Texas is all over him from the get-go, right? Those are the three guys they, they focused on. They're not focusing on an Evan Stewart or a Walter Nolan, et cetera, at this point. And so that's my take on it. it it's, there's a little bit of uh, – I don't know if reticence is the right word, um, maybe, but it's just a eh, – let's see how that goes, really, and, and whether or not it is. I personally um, think that they're they're taking a very much a wait and see attitude on just about everybody that enters the portal until they know somebody they think until they really feel strongly that somebody's the right fit for Texas because Sark is huge on culture guys yeah. and he feels like he's got the right culture in Austin right now and I I think you know the proof is in the pudding right yeah, I mean they're yeah. in the college football playoff in Sugar Bowl and in part because they were resilient and had the right culture so. Right. I'm, I'm all for whatever he's trying to, to, to put forward right now in Austin. you got to trust uh, the judgment on that at this point if they don't pursue Evan Stewart, as a lot of Longhorn fans would like to see them do. Hey, uh, Bobby, uh, if, if a, a, a Aaron Hampton decides to go to Alabama, and you said it's 51-49 right now in your mind, uh, would there be a, a, a flip to a guy, the, the kid from Timpson, Terry Bussey, who we saw win the 2A state championship? Would that be something that you would see, or would that not be a, a, a pivot the Longhorns are likely to make? I don't know. I don't know that. Now, now Texas has uh, talked to Bussy long term, and we don't expect him to uh, sign today with Texas A&M. LSU has been the team that's been really um, messing around with him and trying to get him to go down to Baton Rouge as opposed to, to College Station. But that was also with the mind that Texas was filled uh, at the position. If Hampton bounces, to your point, it could be him. It could be a guy like Aaron Butler out of Calapasas, California. It could be Ryan Williams, the reclassification uh, junior from uh, Sarah Land, Alabama. Uh, they, they could re- reconsider all options at that point and maybe take it into the second signing day, which is what Terry Bussey's going to do. Aaron Butler's expected to do the same thing, and Ryan Williams will as well. So just remember, this is the first signing day. There's going to be about 10 to 15 guys out there nationally that, that teams are really going to be focused in on in the second signing day. Uh, we'll see how that goes. All right, he is uh, Bobby Burton. Uh, you got another question, Rod? I want to ask you, uh, Bobby, because you've been doing this a long time. Uh, who's one of your – I mean, we aside from the five stars, um, who's a guy in this recruiting class uh, expected to sign that you really, really like who we're probably sleeping on? We're not talking enough about. Hmm. Um, t- there's, there are a couple. Uh, I really like Alex January. Um, his dad, Mike, played at Texas. A lot of Texas fans will remember him. He's on the interior at Duncanville, Rod. And I just think I – mean, people don't realize that he has not been full-on football for more than a year and a half. He was a, he was a Division One baseball prospect. as a big six-foot-five, 300-pound hitter, right? Wow. Um, wow. So, yeah, yeah, I mean, I – I got to tell you, I think he's much better, much, much better than people realize. He kind of gets overshadowed by Colin Simmons. I think he's one. Jordan Washington at Langham Creek uh, is the tight end. That is a former basketball player, high-end basketball player. Could have been low D1 basketball. Um, And we know how basketball players sometimes translate to football, you know, especially at the tight end position. Yeah. those are two that come to mind that are, I think are severely underrated and underrecruited at this point. Um, a couple of, there are others that I think people are sleeping on a little bit, but those two stand out to me. Nice. Hey, Bobby, tell us what's going on with On Texas Football today, the YouTube channel that's absolutely uh, blowing up at this point. Rod and I are going to be a part of some of the coverage today for yes, sure, sir. but uh, how can folks uh, follow you? Certainly this afternoon when, when the, the real meat and potatoes starts happening, Sark's news conference at 3.30, uh, what's, the, what's the game plan over at On Texas Football? Yeah, absolutely. We, we have more than 30,000 folks now following us on this, on this thing, and it's awesome. It's a, we're a lot of Longhorns unite during the day uh, if they're at work and I uh, want to get a chance to watch uh, a little recruiting news uh, happen as well as Longhorn news. Um, right now we're going from 7 to 11 a.m. this morning on On Texas Football, and then we'll come back at, from 12 to 5. We're going to be following a bunch of different news and notes, including Ty Anthony Smith, including Aaron Hampton, including every single commitment or, or uh, every single uh, signee, I guess now is the day, 
for the University of Texas and, and other news around the nation that might impact Texas football in some way. Appreciate that. That's on Texas Football, the YouTube channel, and uh, every growing. And Rod and I'll be part of that coverage this afternoon. Yes, and we're looking forward to that. Bobby, thanks so much, my friend. Good to hear you and good for uh, updates. Shoot us a text if anything develops that we need to know, my friend. Thanks, Bobby. Will do. Y'all keep on, keep a track on the Aaron Hampton today, guys. That's going to be one of them. All right, buddy. There's right. Bobby Burton. There you go. The very, very latest, um, you know, good conversations right there. Uh, we appreciate the text as well. And uh, it's going to happen quick uh, today. And once we hit 7 o'clock, that's when the – Starts rolling in. Yeah, I think Colin, Colin Simmons has a signing ceremony at 7.30 this morning up at okay. Duncanville High School. I'm sitting to Alex January. But part of that, that's the kind of stuff I didn't know. I didn't know Alex January was a basketball player. I didn't Or a baseball player. Baseball player. You know, I, Colin Simmons thought he was going to go to the NBA. When he was, he didn't like football when he started playing football. He wanted to play basketball. Hmm. And now he's the number one edge prospect in the country. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he learned to like football. Hey, but uh, you know what? It, some of those skills translate. That's kind of what Bobby's talking about for that Langham Creek tight end. Yeah. That as a basketball player, that's usually uh, great for contested catches and footwork, stuff like that. So um, I, I like that he brought Alex January, though. He's a second. I want to say Jerry also said they're sleeping on Alex January. I mean, C.J. Vogel brought that up. Well, I mean, as Jerry told us yesterday, you know, Colin Simmons is in the district. DeSoto just won the state and, and is in mm-hmm. that district. And Alex January was voted by the coaches as the district's defensive player of the year. Yeah. So they're not sleeping on him. <laughs> they not sleeping on Yeah. So say, man, I got to go watch some more Alex January film. All right. Then, you know, uh, and he's a legacy. A legacy, too. no doubt. Yeah. Hey, we'll come back. Uh, we'll get some what the facts outside of the recruiting realm and certainly our, uh, our ear to the, to the rail here on what's happening on National Signing Day. Early window opening here coming up. We appreciate Bobby Burton. It's Hook'em Up with Ian Rodby. Aaron Hogan, Rod Babers, Hook'em Up. 1019 AM 1260, The Horn. Head on a Swivel Wednesday, no doubt. Uh, National Signing Day, transfer portal conversations happening around college football. There's also uh, news from outside of college football. Looks like in our What the Fact segment, Rod, uh, Houston Texans quarterback C.J. Stroud still in the concussion protocol. Yes, and according to a report from ESPN yesterday, uh, C.J. expected to miss his second consecutive game Sunday when the Texans face a critical game with the Cleveland Browns. Brown's coming in with Joe Flacco now at 9-5, and five, Houston 8-6, and six, right in the mix with the uh, AFC South. Houston, Indianapolis, and Jacksonville all 8-6, and six, but it looks like Case Keenum may be your starting quarterback again for Houston against a very good Browns team, uh, defense especially. Yeah, no, it's, uh, it's unfortunate, uh, and I knew when, was it yesterday, I think, um, I saw the report that he was still sensitive to bright light. Yes. They still couldn't be around bright lights. So, oh, that's not a good sign. Uh, for a week, what is it, basically a week after he was already in concussion protocol. And they're going to be, and they should be, by the way, uh, extremely careful. And they don't need to take unnecessary risks with him. Even if you are in the playoff hunt, I get it. It's not worth it because he's, I mean, he's the future. Yes. I mean, he's proven that he, 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 proven he can be the face of the franchise. So don't need to take unnecessary risks. We know how concussions and the the trauma from head uh, from head head injuries can accumulate, and they seem to get worse more the more and more you're exposed to them. So um, I like that they're being careful with him. I mean, he doesn't need to play. He's out. I mean, you might as well get Case Keenum ready to play all week long. You don't have to worry about dividing up reps, that kind of stuff. Case Keenum, he's your guy. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, you know they, they beat Tennessee last week, and now they're at home with uh, where they've been a good home team this year. Uh, but a big challenge for, for Houston, obviously, Huge coming challenge. up on Sunday. Uh, okay, so I got a little uh, – you know what? Uh, speaking of facts, shout-out to UTSA. First ever bowl win. Come on now. Shout out to UTSA, man. That was pretty nice. Their first – Fell behind 14 nothing, and Frank Harris wasn't playing. No like, oh Frank Harris. Yeah, I mean, that was a battle of uh, – he ended up winning like 35, what, 35-17 or something yeah, like that? Yeah, 35-17. They, they, I think they covered. I don't know if you <laughs> Oh, yeah, you're right. You brought that up yesterday. It was, yeah, were, it was a big number. It was, was Cole it? Pennington versus Josh McCown's son. I forgot what you said. Yeah, so it was a couple of former NFL quarterback sons. Yeah, oh, Owen, Owen McCown, cool. That's cool. who transferred in from Colorado to UTSA. He looks to be the heir apparent to Frank Harris as Frank, as Frank Harris moves on. Is Frank Harris, is, he, is he moving on? I, I hear different things. I, haven't, I think he's got to He hasn't point. said one way or the other. And he, he's he, not going to the NFL. He didn't play last night because of a lingering shoulder problem. And he still has eligibility somehow. That's what I've been told. <laughs> that they think they <laughs> have another. like eight years in, in college. <laughs> know, that's a, man, that's every, that's, I'll say it's every man's dream pretty much. You're 26 college. years old in college. <laughs> Just hanging out in college. You got, you got to take two classes maybe, something like that. Oh, man, that's fantastic. Anyway, they got their first ever bowl win. Shout out to Coach Trailer. Uh, who wore, how about this, this guy knows, he, he knows how to campaign. He wore his Texas High School Coaches Association cap. 
Nice. During nice. the bowl game. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Yeah, he's yeah, still yeah. there. A lot of he's, people thought he'd be gone, gone yeah. Johnny there out of that uh, program, but he's still coaching UTSA. They get the win over Marshall last night up in Frisco. Also in What the Facts, how about Florida State? Uh, this is a fact now, according to ESPN, that Florida oh. State once again discussing its future in the ACC. I told you to watch for this the minute that they got snubbed and where the team left out. Um, they're they don't want to be in the ACC. They they don't, and this hurt. This even exacerbates uh, their situation. Now there's also talk that the ACC, knowing it's got the, it's it's top ten you know, football programs, saber rattling with Florida and Miami. Excuse me, Florida State, Miami, Clemson, all maybe looking for greener pastures and maybe looking to unite. There's a lot of talk that the Big Twelve is talking with the ACC oh. and maybe even the two remaining Pac-12 schools at some type of, you know, the, the every, the, they're all understand they have to, to try to catch up to the, the, the revenues SEC the SEC and the Big Ten, the Big Ten are yeah. going to be paying out to their team. Yeah. So is there a way we can unite and grow? Ooh, some amalgamation of just yes. half what's left of the Pac-12, Big 12, yes. and the uh, the disgruntled group. Yeah, so if you're, <laughs> if you're the Big 12 and you're Brett Yormark, okay, we got a, a wounded animal over here at Pac-12. Take advantage. You know, we are in a pretty good place, but we're still not to where the SEC and the Big Ten are going to be revenue-wise. Is there a way to work well, together you, you to need grow? A, and you need a blue blood. Yes. You don't have a blue blood. That, yeah, part of your problem is you, lo- you, lost, you lost your blue bloods in the Big 12. And to me, that was they would never say it, but that's the key to being a Power 5 conference was all the Power 5 conferences had a blue blood or two in their conference. And when you lose your blue bloods, that means to me you lose your Power 5 status. Well, the Big 12 it has their P5 status or whatever, whatever status it is now, P4. But they don't have a blue blood. Florida State. But giving them some blue blood or going to get a North Florida Carolina State. basketball or whatever it is. You well, know you know, I mean? Yormark's thinking, okay, we could add a blue blood potentially or two in football. Mm-hmm. If we get Clemson and Florida State, if we consider those blue blood, yeah. strong programs. Yeah, no doubt. But also, you know, Yormark's thinking basketball too. And, yeah. Uh, Monopolize you know, it. Yes. Monopolize now, the college basketball market. Yormark's been pretty clear. He'd like to, to build a basketball-dominant conference, too, to be able to sell that independently, sell that, the TV rights to that conference. I think it already is the best one, isn't it? But he wants, to, he wants this well, to be Duke, North domination. Carolina. Yeah, 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 yeah. Duke, North Carolina, Miami. There's no question. Yeah, come on now. <laughs> uh, Virginia and all those schools in the ACC, if there's, a, there's a partnership that allows that, and now you can go sell that independently. That's how you – gain revenue share what you're yeah. trying to do and he's playing they're playing like uh exhibition games in rucker park and stuff like that oh, in the yeah. Big 12. so yeah he is trying to build that basketball culture in the big 12 oh, oh how about this so we know that you know texas beat the texas volleyball beat nebraska right in the national title game and the coach was talking noise about transfers and all that kind of stuff did you see this it's from thomas jones former nebraska volleyball star whitney Lo- uh lowenstein Lo- will join texas volleyball Whoa. Yeah, they're getting a transfer from Nebraska. Texas is? Yeah. <laughs> right after the coach got all mad. <laughs> Gun from Thomas Jones. Yeah, it says uh, former Nebraska volleyball star Whitney uh, Lowenstein will join Texas volleyball. Of all the teams to come from in the portal, it's the Huskers. Hey, they're, they're good. This is a compliment to you, Huskers. We like your program. We like your players. But they like us more. They like you. <laughs> well, welcome in, young lady. Uh, all right, we'll come back. Uh, one hour down, four to go. It's an all-day cookie today with National Signing Day. Also, keep posted with other things happening. As Bobby Burton mentioned a little bit ago, keep an eye on the transfer portal. Trey Moore, mm-hmm. UTSA edge rusher, 14 still, sacks. Still hadn't made up his mind yet. Bobby said could wake up today and make a call. It's down to Texas and Alabama. We'll keep you posted. So lock it in here on Hook'em Up with Ian Rod B on the Horn app on 1019 AM 1260. And, of course, always at hornfm.com.